We are Beer and Chill Podcast. Podcast where we review TV shows, games, movies and whatever else takes our fancy. So what are you waiting for? If you're a cool kid like us, you're gonna listen to the Beer and Chill Podcast. You can get it anywhere from Spotify all the way to your grandmother's radio. My name is Jan. And I'm Craigie C. And we are Beer and Chill. to the Horgasm Podcast. I'm Nick, and with me is our co-host, Ali. Hello! All right! Talking chop! Back at it! Uh, well, we streamed for the first time together last night. We did! That it, was fun! It was, it, was, uh, uh, it, was, it was good. Yep! I wish you were there playing with me. Still working out some snakes. Yep! Okay, requested a refund from Steam. Yes. Gonna get it from my PlayStation. Yes. Right all the wrongs. Yes. <laughs> yep, we got this. And then when you, if you want to do your own streaming, if you want to do that game, you can yep. just stream through the PlayStation on our... Totally. Yeah. Twitch account. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it should be good. It'll be fine regardless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had fun. And it was good. I yeah. died. And we shot zombies. We did lots of zombie shoots. Yep. Yeah. those deadies. Yep. <laughs> what was it? Um, death Breath. Yes. Oh, Death Breath. Like, oh, that's a good one. We love a rhyme. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, this week we watched American Psycho. Oh, Wrath of Gate. We are right. Because <laughs> we know. Listen, <laughs> I'm not as intoxicated or angry as the last recording. <laughs> so oh, good. That's yeah. how it should be. Right? Yeah, so it was a good one. Mindfuck. It was a good mindfuck. It was a good mindfuck. Yeah, Yeah, just one of those things where it's like, you know, it's one of those movies where it's like, did it really happen? Very The Descent, you know, very that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's another movie that it's like. Did any of that really happen? Then the sequel kind of like, it did. Yeah, <laughs> just it did. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Yes. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I like those kind of movies where it's just like, you know, gives your brain a little bit of a mental workout to kind of, you know, keep everything straight. Who's who? All that oh, sort of stuff. I lost interest. Not interest, but I lost who is who in this movie, though. And very quickly. And that's not strange because people think that different people are have different names and you know it's just you know people are assuming different identities and there's different talking and 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 it's it's similar to the lighthouse and how it's just monologue 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 yes but it's so entertaining that you ignore the this movie for being just over 20 uh, Hour an hour and a half. Oh yeah, like yeah. Hour forty minutes. It was it was slow. It was. It, yes. it went on a very slow pace. Yep. Uh, but it wasn't dull. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't dull. And that was all because of um, the acting. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of dude bros. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, with, with the sexes. Yep. With the sexes and the killing. Oh, of course. But, you know, just just all the good things in life. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it was good and random. But I was telling you, we we went to do some shopping and some some foods and coffee this morning, and I was listening to um uh like a horrifying history podcast, and they were talking about here in Canada the Banff Springs Hotel. Yes, and they also talked about the Fairmont hotel in vancouver has a bunch of spooky scary ghosts Ooh. yeah i think we should do some like haunted stuff sometime because i know moose jaw has a haunted tour that you can take at night that oh. like i know and they go there's, to like all the different haunted places well there's 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 a few in Saskatoon here yes there's, there's the one house yep 
that's close to your place. Yes. Um, there's the the hotel, which has the same, you know, similar to the hotel, oops, hotel in um, <laughs> Banff. Like, yep. there's stories yeah. and stories. And I love that. And when we did um, our little collab with Beer and Chill, we got to talk about some ghost stories. But yes. there's, like, there's so many. There are. You know? And, and speaking of ghosts, I'm going to go see the new Ghostbusters tomorrow. I'm very excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> so excited for that. <laughs> I'm excited. You're going to have to talk about how it was. I know it's not a horror movie, but next time we record, you'll have to talk about it. Because I think it's going to be really good. Yes. Like, so I- I'm... I just can't see myself being disappointed. I don't think I, I can either. Right? Like they have they they brought back things from the originals, even, yes. even actors. They have the car. They have the, uh, the weapons. The the ec- it's, ec- you're, you're, the, the yeah. proton packs. Yep. Um, Slimer's in it. I think. I yeah. Think yeah. He, I thought he was. In, I'm sure. But he like is. an old man, Slimer. Oh, maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. And um, I'm, I'm fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. I hope. Rick Moranis has a cameo. I would die. You have to spoil that for me if he's in it. Like, you have to. Yes. I need a cap, all capital letters text of Rick Moranis when you leave the theater. He has to. He has to. He's in the first two. Yeah. Uh, he is a close friend with Dan Aykroyd. They're both yep. Canadian. Yeah, Rick Moranis is Canadian, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah, sure okay, is. Okay. And... Um, you know, it's it's too bad. You know, when his wife died, he yes. basically he retired. It's like, yep. you know, I got spent time with my family. Yep. That got to raise my kids. I'm yep. done acting. My acting days are done. Yes. But mm-hmm. you know, now his his children are grown up. They're older now. Yeah. Um, it's like why not? And he like, has please such come a back. following. He is such a great actor. Yeah. Like he has hits. Yes. And hits. Mm-hmm. And hits under his belt, like. Besides Ghostbusters, he was in um, the classically the. Tiny Ash and the Kids. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'll say Jason Bob, but that's not him. <laughs> uh, Doug and Bob McKenzie yep. from that. Yes. Honey, I shrink the kids. Yep. Um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Uh, just Love. a few more. I'm, trying, I'm pulling a blank now, sadly. But no, but I hope that he's in it. Like I think, because Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are confirmed to be in it, right? The, all the like all perfect. Three, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and even because uh, I saw them. Yeah, I saw them on the red carpet. I was watching the like yeah. the red carpet premiere the other night, and I'm like. I just love Bill Murray. He is just, mm-hmm. I just, he's Bill fucking Murray. Like, I will watch anything he's in. And he's just and a weird, grumpy old man. And I just, he <laughs> leans into it. He is. I love that. It's really too bad, though, that after, I forget which movie it was, uh, him and the late, um, oh, I got to play Egon. Um, yes, yeah, I yeah, know they, what you They, they had a falling yes. out, sadly. And I think because of that, Ghostbusters 3 was planned to be made right. in, yep. like, the early 90s. Yep. Was just kept pushed back Shelved, pushed yeah. back and like you know just they couldn't reconnect because yes. of because uh he was directing i forget which movie mm-hmm. but uh he was directing and bill was you know the actor on it and they just yeah something was said something was done and they had a huge terrible falling out well and bill murray is kind of known for being hard to work with yes like with um charlie's angels yes. he was very like him and Lucy Liu had, Lucy had Liu, a rough yeah. time. I think yes. I think he was kind of being Bill Murray. Yep. And, and he's sh- like, I'm an established actor. And like, yeah. I heard read that he was like late to set and stuff. And she thought it was so unprofessional. Yes. And, and he, she was mad. And, 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 and you know, she kind of gave it to him. And he gave back like, well, you can't act. Yep. Or something exactly. along that line. You're and right. she's like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. But, but he's just... Bill Murray's you're, a treasure. You're Bill fucking Murray. Exactly. Like, you know, and, and it sucks that, you know, not that like you get a pass, but people are like, oh, that's just Bill Murray. Yeah. And like, I would still walk up to him and shake his hand, honestly. Oh, yes. I would, I would bow. I would be so excited. There would be some bowing because. We're not worthy. Yes. <laughs> you know. No, like there's, there's, he was up in the A-list and he, like, he's, he's got immunity. Oh, yeah. Him, Jack Nicholson. Yes. There's a few who are, they, they've been established. Yeah. They are not going anywhere. If, no. if, if anyone says, oh, Bill Murray's coming, boom, like they're going to make a table for him. Yes, exactly. So. Oh, his cameo in Zombieland. Yes. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yep. One of my favorites. Oh, he's just, yeah, he's just great. 
What are you freaking out about? I okay? forgot to put my phone on shut up mode. <laughs> and I heard sounds. I'm like, don't you play. Don't you do me. Half, halfway through an episode. Wow. <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I put my phone in shut the fuck up mode. Out of girl. You need to. Yeah. Smart. I almost forgot to turn it off last night. Like, or to turn it back on to <laughs> talk the fuck mode. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> speak the fuck up mode <laughs> speak the fuck up mode yes but um oh gosh yeah <sighs> and also with um with ghostbusters yep. dan Aykroyd, he he is all about the paranormal yep. and all yes. that um he hosted he was kind of well not host but he was kind of like the main guy for a bit with um sci factors chronicles of the paranormal yeah which is a canadian mm-hmm. um kind of version of our limits Fun. Uh, it, it's it's Out of Limits was more of an anthology series. Yes. Whereas Sci Factor was uh, like kind of like X Files, Canadian X Files. Oh, interesting. A team where they were hired, they go and they would uh, go and investigate disturbances and everything. It was very creepy. Mm, like one I like of them that. was there's this house and there's this weird black, just like a shadow. Oh, just like and a like an abnormality type thing. Yeah, just like like uh, like an obelisk. Yep. But it wasn't physical. Interesting. And when I watched as a kid, I'm like, this is creepy mm-hmm. because they they treat it real. They treat it as you know, real as possible. Yes. And I'd love to get the series. Oh. <laughs> Christmas, add, uh, add Christmas, that to a wish list. Yes, yeah, Amazon. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's a great Canadian show. Um, yeah, I love it. Well, you're going to Ghostbusters this weekend. <clears throat> I'm probably going to House of Gucci, which like it's about murder, so kind of scary. Well, well, hold on, hold on. There's this other movie coming out. Um, it should be out now, and I'm forgetting what's called now. Mm. But give me, give me a sec here. I'll do a quick look up. Like a, a spooky scary? Yes. Oh, like last night in Soho. That's exactly it. I don't have to look it up anymore. <laughs> um, I have heard very mixed things about it. Like the first half of the movie is unreal. And then the last half is just like dregs. And like it gets Mothman me prophecies. so convoluted. Uh, yeah. So I was would... like, oh, maybe, you know, because it'll come out on um, a streaming service. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch it then. But it sounds like the Mothman pro- prophecies. Right. Which was such a. It was, it was you know, built up as a good horror movie. I remember watching it. The first mm-hmm. half was scary. Yes. Yeah. And then the second half just went way. It Tanked, kind of went yeah. away from the scary and became more. Well, this is the whole. It's scary. Never going to explain it. And I'm right. like, oh. Well, that's like so. So the premise of the movie is like this girl can basically go back in time as somebody else. Yeah. And she, you know, does whatever she wants. You know, she drinks, she parties, she does all this. And then the second half of the movie, it's actually like her getting stuck there. And she basically just runs around for the last half of the movie. And it's like just so unfulfilling. I don't know, though. I haven't seen it, so I can't like 100% guarantee. It looks interesting. It does. But like a sit on the couch on a Friday evening, interesting. Not like a plan my weekend around it interesting yeah more like uh i'm gonna go to bed soon i'll put yeah. this on oh, i'll watch the first half on. yeah and then when the second half rolls around I'm like okay i can get comfy and sleep. yes exactly <laughs> yeah no but i'm going to house of gucci um the two main stars are lady gaga and adam driver <laughs> yes you and your daddy driver oh daddy driver fascination and Jared Leto was in American Psycho. He also plays um, Adam Driver's dad in this movie. Oh. So, I mean, there's a lot of prosthetics and stuff to make him look old. But, um, yeah, so it looks really good. And it's, you know, the the murder of Mauricio Gucci. So, I mean, it's scary. Spooky scares. Well, I don't know about spooks, but... Scurs. I murder scurs. I said, pew, 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 pew. Ah, <laughs> you know. It's my reenactment of somebody getting murdered. He's pretty close. <laughs> what can I say? I'm dead. That's basically like there's, it. There's a few, like, I there's a few I, I just have it now. I wouldn't mind seeing a horror war movie. Mm, well, we're watching Overlord next week. <laughs> yes. 
but like set like more have like more of a real tone to it not zombies but because that's horrible right yeah yeah of course third reich zombies yeah (laughs) nazi zombies yes (laughs) but have actual like world war ii even world war one go back a little farther go world war one with the trenches Mm -hmm. and no man's land Mm-hmm. Even called there's a title No Man's Land, right. um, where soldiers would go out, you know, and try and save their friend, or there's something out there killing them, mm-hmm. or there's a force that's, you know, is going through the trenches and just you'll know, have the have the America or the Allies or the other the Axis mm-hmm. storming. You'll always get the overall. We'll go. We'll storm the storm them and we'll get them, mm-hmm. and they're already dead. Mm-hmm. Why? What happened? And it's a massacre. Interesting. I would love something like that. Something scary mm. and be serious. Yeah. Have them go to the command like, what the hell's going on? And they're not sure. Right. Interesting. But, like, it, there's a few things that the horror hasn't really, has barely touched. Yeah. And yet, you know, we're in the era where we're tired of sequels and oh remakes. Oh my God. Yes. something original. Let's have a horror, a horror you know, World War movie. Yep. Let's have a horror medieval movie a horror yes. fantasy yes Ooh, um, i need more horror fantasies in my life yes and they all go you know go the you know, more of the dragons but let's have something have a ghost have yes. have um like what's have not say zombies zombies is almost yeah too, too overused even like a horror version of like the witcher like with all yeah. those fucking beasts and stuff yeah like you know watch them like maul a town you know and then witchers have to come in and, you know, like there's so much, um, like mythology already that you can yes. use. And there's, uh, there's even real life stories that yes. they could use. Like yes. when I was coming out to, um, to get to this morning, um, I was into Jer- Chris Jericho's podcast yeah. and he had some guys on who were talking about, um, um, uh, not demon, but like a, a monster mm-hmm. in France, like hundreds of years ago. Yeah, interesting. And it went and it. It was it was almost like uh, described as a werewolf. It had yep. like a wolf head and everything like you know, black fur, talons, yep. claws, and it killed like fifty plus people. Jeez. And the first one was a woman. She was like a, a cow herder. It attacked mm-hmm. her. The the bulls kind of went started to help her. And she you know, one story is that they kind of ran, ran it off. Another she used a spear to kind of chase it off. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it got, became such a big thing, yeah, that the people started to round up and go look for it. And the king. Of Francis Interesting. He set out his own, like, elite guard mm-hmm. to go and find it and kill it. Uh-huh. And this thing was, wasn't was dumb mm-hmm. because, and I think there's more than one, because they are always in different areas. Interesting. He's never seen two at a time, but the, diff- the, the distance difference. Yep. And the fact that more than, like, you know, ten people saw this. Like, mm-hmm. it happened over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they would set out, you know, they would go looking and marching through the forest looking for it and they would set traps. It would elude them. It would yes. go around. Um, very, very interesting. I forget the name, but, uh, oh, yeah, fun. Me, again, give me two seconds. This time I'll be to do it. You won't be here. Um, <laughs> fun. and it's, it's, of course it's in, uh, French. I'm going to butcher the name. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Terrifying tale of the beast of Gavodon. Okay. Uh, it turned, uh, as a giant, the beast of Gavadon is a real life cryptic cryptid being described as a giant dog-like wolf. Mm. Terrorized the former province of Gavadon in the Mar Margaret Mountains of South Central France between 1764 and mm. 1767. Mm. It attacked and killed hundreds of mostly women and children for sport, and nearly impossible to kill. Mm. So, like they they would find um, headless, oh not headless, but decapitated bodies, gnawed yep. at bitten at half eaten a uh, lot of face and neck attacks yep. which was you know that's where animals go for like right. dogs and wolves yep and they would try and kill it they would it would it was hard to kill mm. they'd shoot it at it they would hit it it would just run away they would you know you use swords 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 and stuff it would just yep. run away so wow. very very interesting huh so let's let's like, give me a movie on that yeah back in the 1700s where there was no cameras i think there's cameras but there was no Modern technology. It was horses. It was farm folk. It yep. was like that kind of stuff. Make a movie on that. Yes, something. Yeah, something original. We need more original stuff. Yes, because I agree with you. I'm so sick of remakes and, and there's so many sequels. Good, there's so many great stories. Yes, out there that just need to be explored. Yes, 
Yes. Totally agree. Totally agree. But this week, we watched a movie about a serial killer. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Or was he? (gasps) (gasps) Plot twist. Yes. Yeah. So we watched American Psycho. So let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a gram? New card. What do you think? Whoa. Very nice. Look at that. Picked them up from the printers yesterday. Good coloring. That's bone. And the lettering is something called Cillian Braille. It's very cool, Bateman, but that's nothing. Look at this. That is really nice. Eggshell with Romalian type. What do you think? Nice. Jesus. (laughs) That is really super. How do nitwit like you get so tasteful? I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. But wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. Raised lettering. Pale nimbus. White. Impressive. Very nice. Mm. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Off-white coloring. A tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. Something wrong? Patrick? You're sweating. Alright, so this week we watched American Psycho. It's a 2000 movie. Written by Brett Easton Ellis, Mary Heron, and Guinevere Turner, and directed by Mary Heron. Nice. This yeah. is based on a book. Yes. Yes, it was. And the book is a lot more graphic, and yeah. <laughs> like they tamed him down yes. in the movie. They kind of have to. You have is... to, to be able to make the, whatever it is, the, the rating. FCC or whatever it is. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was already pretty uh, um, risque as it is. It is. But like... Risque without showing too much. Like, you don't see a lot of the murders. Like, you don't actually see it. You see the aftermath. But yeah. you don't see... Even, like, the sex scenes. It's like, okay, you see a butt here, a boob there. But even, like, w- the sex scenes with Patrick Bateman, you mostly just see him flexing in a mirror. Yes, it's very, very, very softcore. Yes, exactly. Yes. There's nothing, you know... Uh, surprisingly, mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no um, explicit sex no. scenes, and there's not even like like full frontal, nope. like like no, there's there's no genitals, but even like boobs and stuff, which is usually very prevalent in these sorts of movies. It's more side shots, yeah, one far, here or there, soft 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 yes. shots, yeah, uh, far away kind of, yeah, blur, not still blur, lots but... of covers, like oh, yeah. lots of things are covered. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But I think that's, you know, so they can get away with a tamer rating. Yes. Not even tamer, but like, you know, they don't have to cut as much out. Yeah. Man, as a director, it must be so disheartening to have to, mm-hmm. you know, leave so much of it on the... And, and you're so, you know, expecting, okay, we saw it shot, you know, we took a few takes. Yeah. We got this great scene. It's yep. going to work. And they're like, if you go through the dailies mm-hmm. and... The censors are like, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> hold up. You can't have that in that movie. Like, yeah. Why? why? This is great. It'll work. No. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And they give, like, you know, censor reasons. You know, yep. you know, this is what we're looking for in a movie. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. But we don't want that part in the movie. Exactly. And if you want that in the movie, you got to cut it. So this, 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 this part is out. out. Yep. Exactly. And like, well, that's just him but flexing. <laughs> the funny, no. the funny thing is, it's a, it's an old Matt TV skit where Sopranos are coming to um, to cable TV, and it's just every swear being cut out. Yes. Like, oh my god. And it's just it just it's hilarious. Yes. Like they cut down a whole hour episode to like five minutes, and it's, <laughs> it's so funny. There's, um, I remember when they used to put like movies on TV 
and instead of swears they'd like dub something else over top of it and it would be like oh mother lover okay (laughs) or instead of shit it would be like oh shoot yeah oh shoot you can see the mouth yes you can see the mouth it's like oh I don't think he said that. Like, like even, like, it was even not on TV, but it's in the movie of uh, Galaxy Quest. Yes. When uh, Sigourney and Timon are going through, they have to go through the chompers or the, yep. you know, whatever they're called. And you can see her, she says, fuck that. But her, you hear, forget that. Yep. Forget that. <laughs> and you like, should have left right. that fuck in. Right. But that would have changed the rating. Yes. I guarantee that, that would have changed been, the rating. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think for, you get one. PG-13, I think you're allowed one fuck, two shits, yeah. and something like that. It's, there's a, there's a Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> no more Please, for sir, you. Please, sir, can I have a fuck? <laughs> no. Well, because we talked about this when we did our fake orgasm for Spaceballs. Yes. yeah. And it was very, like, you get one. And so the one was so good. Fuck, give me the future, nothing <laughs> And Rick Moranis. Yes. He delivered it. Our Love baby boy. Him. Our Canadian baby boy. Yes. Aw, dropping an F-bomb. Atta boy. Atta boy. Love it. Well, how did you first hear about this movie? I remember the trailers for it. Uh, this was back in 2000. Yeah. I was not not yet a man, not a boy. But um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was not my interest. At the time. Oh, I yeah. I heard about it. I knew about it. I never... I didn't have any interest to see it because I thought, oh, it sounds dull. Dull, It didn't yeah. sound interesting to me. I didn't yeah. see it as a horror saw. It was just like a drama where yeah. this guy goes, he kills people. Yeah. Well, you would have been a teenager, right? Yes. Yeah. I was 16 yeah. at the time. Yeah. You had better things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was but a weed lad as well. You 2000. were. So I didn't know about this movie when it came out. I wouldn't have... There would have been zero interest for little nine-year-old Lana. Yeah. Christian Bale, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even remember hearing about it. I remember in my mind seeing the poster yeah. and thinking, hmm, this is cool. And then seeing the scene of him and Jared Leto with the the raincoat and the axe and everything yeah. and the little dancey dance and being like, oh, what movie is that from? And being like, oh, American Psycho. That sounds scary. I'm going to avoid yep. it. And that's Marvel about Psycho, it. Psycho, go with an axe. That makes sense. Yep, right. And the thing is, it got such a huge buzz about it. Of course, yeah. And like that, I remember very much. You know, was like talking about it, but I'm like, eh, I, is there Jackie Chan in this? No, I don't care. <laughs> no, it's definitely about Jackie Which Chan. Which is yeah. still a fair assessment for most movies, yes. honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, and after watching it, I. If I remember, if I did see it at that time, I would have thought it was dumb. You wouldn't have appreciated I would have liked it. it. I agree. No. That's how I feel as well. If I would have watched it when I was younger, I don't think I would have appreciated it for what it no. is. No, but I knew it's... about it. I heard yeah. about it. Yeah, it was it just, there. Yeah, it just didn't register on my radar. Yeah, it wasn't I feel my that. go-to. Hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Until now, and I watch them, I'm like, ah, it's not hey, bad. Not bad, not bad. Again, more artistic-y, but... Yes. Again, based on a book, I didn't know that until mm-hmm. trivia. Yeah. So... Woo! Yeah, I think this is the last sort of artsy-fartsy one we're watching for a while. Then yeah. it's more... Uh, Back to the get... nitty-gritty horror. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I think we get into cult month pretty soon. Yeah, we do, <gasps> right away. Ooh. Yeah, we have less... Um... Oh, it's Jan- January's cult month. But we're getting into more... Um, straight up scary spooky stuff Good. you know what so i that's think fun. That's, i missed spooky scary I miss it's spooky nice scary. to have a little, little break from it but we need to yeah. get back in there. yeah we need to get, get back into the spooky scaries yes yay Woo. yeah <laughs> so we're going to kind of you know mention that jared leto and christian yep. bale are in it should we go through the rest of the cast let's do okay. the cast and this some people here didn't realize we were in this movie mm-hmm. so we got the lovely christian bale as patrick bateman mm-hmm William Defoe, our boy. Yes. As Detective Donald Kimball. Yeah. He's in it just for three scenes. But the yeah. three scenes he's in it, so good. Yeah. Ugh. Great. Uh, Jared Leto yeah. as Paul Allen, which I didn't realize until you told me after. I'm like, where was he? Where is he in the movie? Well, he was, he was Paul. I was like, he was Paul Allen. I oh, didn't recognize him. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Josh Lucas as Craig McDermott. Mm-hmm. Samantha Mathis as Courtney Rawlinson. Mm-hmm. Rawlinson, sorry. Matt Ross as Louis Caruthers. Yep. Carruthers. 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 Bill Sage as David Van Patten. Mm-hmm. Chloe Savini. Yep. As Jean. She's good. Yes. I like her. She's, She's a good actress. Very she does good. a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kara Seymour as Christy. Mm-hmm. Justin Thoreau. Yep. Thoreau? Yeah, Thoreau. Justin Thoreau, yeah. Yep. As Timothy Bryce. Genevieve Turner as Elizabeth. And this is Reese Witherspoon as, yes. as Evelyn Williams. Yes. And, and also Krista Sutton as Sabrina. Sure. Yeah, and just a little random fact, um, the guy who plays Harold Carnes, like the lawyer, his real name is Stephen Bogart. Oh, yes. I was he yeah. plays Beth's dad in It. Oh, shut up. Is that her name is Beth? What the, f- what the fuck is her name in It? I think it was Beth. Was it? Was Something it. like that. Yeah. Anyways, the girl, the girl. In, um, in It. Oh, cool. Uh, he plays her dad, because when we were watching, I was like, why is he so familiar? Like, his face is so familiar. Yeah. And, like, in a horror movie way. You know, like, sometimes, like, I'm, like, in a scary way. Like, I remember yeah. it. And I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> no, it was. And I've just watched It and It Part 2 again. And he's in nice. both of them. Nice. And I was like, oh, there it is. That's no. why. It's funny, a little bit of you know, It talk here. People online keep thinking there's going to be another sequel. And I'm like, where? How? 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 <laughs> Or the thing would be a prequel, but that, how would that work? That'd be. See, I, I'm not. I, it would have to be all new characters. Oh, 100. And they would all die because yeah, they would right, right, right. Um, or would it be like a Pennywise origin? Because I've heard something rumblings like, yeah, of I've, that. I've heard something like that. I don't think it would work. No. Like we already got that in the it movies. Like he yeah. crash landed yep. and he just like oh murderers. Yeah. Um, oh, people are silly that way. It's just. Like, when you like a show so much, you just want more of it. Like, I yes. get it. But I'm also, too. you don't want to beat a dead horse at the same time. And that's you know what, what I mean? Do. It would beat a dead horse, yes. sadly. I think, I, think it's, I think it's good. Unless, <laughs> I, th- I think we did good, boys. Unless Stephen King brings out a prequel, I don't want to see anything without his uh, right. his hands all over it. I agree. That. All over it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. yeah. But, but back to American Psycho. Um, I love how they, in this movie, they really... It's in the 80s, mm-hmm. but they really kind of set up the um, kind of like guppies. Yes. Like, you know, very, very kind of Wolf of Wall Street feel. Mm-hmm. But these guys are just dummies. Assholes. Yeah, assholes. Yeah, they're Users, racists. Yeah. Yes. Just. You know, think that they're the, the elite and yeah. acting that way. Yeah. Like they're, you very, know, very, all that they worry about is their business cards, whose business card looks better. Where they're going for supper. Yeah, they want their women dumb, not smart. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's... And th- that's the part of this movie where, like, when people are like, oh, I like American Psycho. Like, I just really identify with, like, Patrick Bateman. It's like, okay, red flag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> First off. But it's just like, you don't understand. Like, you know, he's got inner demons. Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But because I've had people say that to me before and I'm like, now, if you want to be the kind of (coughs) charismatic, you know, because he has this kind of nice. Oh, for sure. You know, fake side. Like he knows how to act. Yes. And attract the women. Right. Now, if you're being sincere and doing that, cool. Then Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to be like that. But not being fake and shitty like that. Exactly. That's that's not good. Yeah, I agree. I don't like that. That's not good. Um. But yeah, but some like, people need to be, guys need to have that charisma, they have the confidence, right. but don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one, one scene where he's at his crosswalk with the lady. Yep. And he throws the charm on, he's like, hello. Oh, he says, hello. Yeah. And you can tell she's kind of put off, but sometimes she's intrigued because mm-hmm. he's very confident, he's got a very... So he's wearing a suit yes. and like his, you know... He's got his hair slicked back. Like, you know, you've got a way about you. And yeah, I agree. I get that. I just, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's such an interesting movie to me. And there's so much like yuck in it that like he's just, you know, it's 
literally like, oh, he has outside. Like he takes so much care of his outside yes, just to hide what's inside. Yep. And he talks about it where it's like, I hate everything, yep. <laughs> you know? And it's all just a facade to hide the ugliness underneath. It really is. Yes. Like, he, like the beginning of the movie, he's explaining just to the audience yeah. his skincare. Yeah, his skincare his, routine. His, his routine, like yeah, his morning routine, like he does, you know, he puts on a, an ice mask or mm-hmm. he does his crunches. I can do a thousand now. Yeah. Like he's always trying to prove to everyone of who he is. That he's better. Yes. Yeah. And that's the like, you know, narcissistic personality disorder. And oh, it's like, and it's he's huge. like yeah. the like main case of it, really. If you yeah. looked it up in the dictionary, that would be Patrick Bateman. Yes. Yeah, that's reinforced during a sex scene. Yes. Like there's three of the three scenes. He finds a hooker and then calls another escort over. Yeah. And during the sex scene, he's in the, like, he could care less about the good women. Yeah. Doesn't care. He's all about looking at himself and how he looks while he's having sex with them. Yes. He's flexing. He's making faces. faces yeah. And he, he's telling the girls, look at the camera. Mm-hmm. Look at that screen. Yes. You know, um, He's always also trying to talk about how things he knows about. He's he's all about music, which I think yes. is, is a very interesting character. Um, like personality Personality, trait. yes. Yeah. He wants to make himself, he explains himself later on in the movie, but he likes, he wants to sound smart. Mm-hmm. He wants to be popular with the in crowd. Yes. And and he knows his music, mm-hmm. so he uses that to talk about make himself feel powerful. Powerful, smart. Yes. Wanted, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, not, like not even really wanted. I think he wants me to feel wanted, mm-hmm. but he wants to feel um, better. Be- yes. Yeah. Status. He wants to reinforce his status as being at the top, being yes. elite. Right. And like in the part where they're shooting, he's showing off the the cards, their business yes. cards. He's like, "Hey, look at my card!" And and he as he's describing each different card in his head, like he's also going yeah. monologuing, narrating as this goes along. Um, you can see his physical reaction mm-hmm. to each, you know, different card, which is a little bit better than his. Because yes. his card looks nice. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, I got a new card here. And he throws it out. And it's almost exactly the same. A little different card um, design. Yeah. But then the last name is in bold. Yes. And you can see he's like, oh, it's he's nice. like, it's nice. And they're all, you know, trying to, you know, like you told me to try to one-up each other, you know. Yes. You know, pissing contests. Like, exactly. Look at my unit. It is... A little bit bigger than yours. And it's, you know, they talk about it. Like when he talks about one of the business cards, he's like, you know, it's the perfect thickness. Like it's literally like, like they're trying to talk basically about their dicks, right? Dick measuring. Because men. (laughs) Yes. It's all about, it's all about comparing and having the best. And yeah, it's it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny, it's, it's, it's purely a North America thing. Oh, it is, yeah. Whereas for sure. other, other cultures, like I know India, for example, they could care less. They could line up and whip them out and have a piss and, like, uh, they could care less. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, North America, you know, if if you're, you feel inadequate with your, your status, and like, well, this guy's a small penis. You, you like, go buy a big truck or. Yes. <laughs> the big. <laughs> Or a big house, or live beyond your means yes. to try to compensate for yes. that. Yeah, and it's it's uh, a status thing. It's it also uh, there's also a word I'm trying to think of um, when you're not feeling good enough. Mm-hmm. There's a certain term I'm yeah. putting a blank on it right now, but um, yeah, it's too bad. Well, I mean, it is what it is. And I'm sure like everybody has done it at some point. You know, like I get tattoos because I'm not happy with my body so I compensate by putting art on my body and then I like my body more you know there's just like different things about that so I don't think like it's not always wrong but as long as you don't do it destructively you know like go into debt doing it it's like okay fair that's tough to do Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah tell me when you figure out the formula for that And I want more tattoos. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, me looking down at all my tattoos. <laughs> and me thinking, oh, I want more. Yep. What's my next tattoo going to mm-hmm. be? Can I afford it? Sure, I can. Sure. I don't need food for a week. Yeah. Easy. I can just lick my wounds. There we go. Mmm, <laughs> water and ice. Num, 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 num. That's free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. the water bill comes in, you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so should we get into the plot? Yes, we should. Okay. Let's do it. So in 1987, 
which is, I love how it's set in the 80s. I thought yep. it was in the 90s at first, but nope, it's 80s, which yes. I love. The life of wealthy New York investment banker Patrick Bateman revolves around dining at trendy restaurants while keeping on appearances for his fiancée Evelyn and his circle of wealthy and shallow associates, most of whom he hates. Yes, they are very, mm-hmm. very shallow, mm-hmm. which is, I didn't think of that word until now. Yep. And it's a big thing about res- reserving tables mm-hmm. at the wealthy, the fancy restaurants. Yes. Or clubs. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. I love that about these guys. Um, not not because of their personality, but how it shows how again shallow, how like big that's they what they care about. Yes, that's their that's their more their biggest you know interest and yeah. concern. Uh, did you get that? You know, want a book for book for two or book for four mm-hmm. at this time? Eight eight thirty. Yep, perfect. Also, Good. who eats supper at nine p.m. Yeah. when he books a table for nine p.m.? I'm like, I'm in bed. <laughs> yes. It's too late. Maybe movie like snacks. Nine? But not like uh, and, and like again the movie starts off and they've got the, the maitre d's explaining the, the dishes for each rest yes. for the the customers and they're like fancy dishes. I'm like, oh my. Yeah, oh, oh, uh, oh dear. Okay, uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Bateman describes the material accumens yeah, acronyms or of his lifestyle, including his morning exercise, yep. beautification routine, designer wardrobe, and expensive furniture. Mm-hmm. He also discusses his music collection by mimicking phrases he's seen in music reviews. Beneath his social veneer, he is suffering and wishes to inflict his suffering on others. Yes. Yeah. At a business meeting, Bateman and his associates flaunt their business cards Ugh. in a display of superficial vanity. Yes. Enraged by the superiority of his co-worker, Paul Allen's card, mm-hmm. Bateman murders a homeless man and his dog. Yes. Which, again, you don't see anything. He, like, goes in to, like, just kind of, like, leans over the homeless guy yeah, and stabs money. him. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there's a pan out, and you the dog is behind a dumpster, and it just kind of kicks it, and it goes, ah! He does more than a kick. He does a stomp. Yeah. Poor dog. Bit of a stomp. Poor dog. Um, at a Christmas party, Bateman makes plans to have dinner with Alan, who mistakes Bateman for another co-worker. Mr. Halverson. Yes. Bateman resents Alan for his more affluent lifestyle and his ability to obtain reservations for Dorsier, yeah. a highly exclusive restaurant that Bateman is unable to get into. Mm-hmm. Which he tries, and they laugh at him. Tries so hard. Which is funny. Yeah. Oh, that's, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, he calls Dorcia and then he's like, yeah, I'll get a 8 p.m. reservation. And the maitre d' just laughs just at hear, him. You just hear laughter. And it's like, oof, okay. Bateman manipulates Alan into getting drunk and lures him back to his apartment. Mm-hmm. While playing hip to be square. And I will get into the music <laughs> of this movie because it is yes, fucking phenomenal. so good. Bateman lectures Alan about the artistic merit of the song. Before proceeding to murder him with a mere polished axe. Yes. After disposing of the body, Bateman breaks into Alan's apartment where he leaves a phony message on Alan's answering machines saying that Alan has gone on a business trip to London. Mm-hmm. Bateman is later interviewed about the disappearance by private investigator Donald Kimball. And this is weird. Yes. Like, also, it, it shows how is this happening or mm. is this in his head? Exactly. When he's dragging the body out yep. with a bloody stain on the floor mm-hmm. and the guy at the the Front reception of, yeah like the security guard yeah, kind of guy he's like hey. yeah and even go he's, he's pulling the body into a taxi this is exactly it and is, does this actually up. happen people show up and yeah. then they, talk, they don't even ask what's in the bag what mm-hmm. are you doing just hey what are we doing later tonight okay right do I do this later sure and that's it yes yeah so this is the thing is where like did it actually happen we yeah. don't know but also could it be like you know a sign of if you're wealthy and affluent, you can get away with anything and no one will question you. Yeah. Because that could also be a thing too, right? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. And it, it goes into more detail, which will be explained in yes. the plot here. But it's just, like, I even, I, I was I was going to say to you, oh, yeah. the lawyer cleaned it up. And then later on, did he? Yeah, so, okay. exactly. It's very, it's very what if, you know, are, are, are you, if. yeah. Uh, Bateman takes two sex workers, whom he names Christy and Sabrina, to his apartment 
and expounds upon his opinions of the band Genesis. Yes. They are awesome. Mm-hmm. Genesis mm. kicks Oh, ass. yeah. After they have sex, Bateman brings out instruments he uses for bodily harm. They later leave his apartment beaten and bloodied. Yes. So again, we don't see what he does, but they no. leave with like their faces bruised scratches and bloody, on them. scratches yeah. all over their, like the one girl, Sabrina, I guess in quotations, her back is like all scratched to shit. Yeah. And it's like, oof. Yeah. Okay. And, and, um, oh, what was I going to there, it's interesting how, as he's always talking and explaining mm-hmm. out the music and all that, he really just reinforces his um, narcissistic attitude. Absolutely. How he knows everything about yeah. this band. Mm-hmm. And, and during the sex scene, now he's flexing everything on mm-hmm. the mirror. And he's watching himself. And he videotapes it so that he can watch it later as well. Yes. And he makes other women watch them, he says. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Bateman's colleague, Louis Carruthers, reveals a new business card. Which was a very nice business card. It was a good business card. Reminding Bateman of Alan's card. Bateman tries to strangle Louis in the restroom of an expensive restaurant, but <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis? Louis, I Louis, think. Louis, Louis, yeah. mistakes the attempt for a sexual advantage yes. and declares his love for Bateman, who flees in a panic. <laughs> Where are He's you going? Like, uh... Yeah. I have to go return videotapes. Oh, that's his excuse the best for everything. everything. Anytime he's in like an uncomfortable situation, he's just like, I have to go return some videotapes. Yeah, when uh, the detective's asking, what were you doing this date? I was returning videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> or when he's fighting with his fiance and she's like, where are you going? And he's like, I just have to leave. And she's like, leave where? where? To return some videotapes. <laughs> So funny. And they're like, okay. Yeah. That's fair. After murdering a model, Bateman invites his secretary, Jean. Yeah, Jean. Jean, yeah. Jean. Yeah. To dinner. Suggesting that she meet him at his apartment for drinks. When Jean arrives, unbeknownst to her, Bateman holds a nail gun to the back of her head while they chat. Mm-hmm. When he receives a message from Evelyn on his answer machine, his yeah. fiance, fiance, yeah, he asks Jean to leave, which is interesting. Yeah. I right. Think, I think because he kind of got caught in the lie. Yes. He's right. trying to be this, you know, suave, you know, big fancy guy, and she kind of, you know, she kind of catches herself, you know, like, well, I go after the wrong guys. I yeah. Guys are involved and in all this. Maybe I'll. I shouldn't be here. I don't want to exactly. ruin it. Exactly. Yeah. And he's also very, um, not condescending, but uh, like uh, as I said before, during during the sex scenes, he's very commanding. Yes. He's very dominant. Yeah. He, you know, he tells him, this is your name. Your name is Christy. Your name is, you know... Sabrina. Sabrina. Your name is... Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he uses the name, my name is John Paul. Yeah. Or Jean Paul. And, yeah, like, you know, he, you know, when the first worker, sex worker's in the tub, he's like, you know, wash your vagina. And she starts, no, 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 on all fours. Like, yeah. He's yeah. So, Get on your knees. And, yes. Yeah. Which is like a thing. It's, like it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely his. It's um, an S and M thing. Like it's, it's just yes, you know. It makes him feel powerful exactly. and in control. Right. And and that's his kink. Absolutely. Hundred percent. That's his kink. Yep. He has to be in control. Yeah. Um. And and the thing is also, she doesn't just leave. He asks her to leave. He mm-hmm. tells her, "You are in danger. I might hurt. I don't want to. You 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 make it hurt. Not saying I don't want to hurt you, but I might hurt you. I could lose control." Yeah. Leave. And she exactly. leaves. Exactly. Yeah. She gets away. Yeah. So it's a little bit of, you know, breaking of his psyche. Yes. And kind of you're realizing that what he's doing is wrong. But, and like, he treats her like trash too. He like, does. it's not like, you know, he has a soft spot for her or anything. Nope, not at all. He tells her when, because she seems to be his like assistant secretary type yeah. thing. She plans everything for him. Yes. She, yes. And he yells at her and tells her, oh, don't wear that anymore. And, you know, you're more attractive. You should wear something else and yeah. all that stuff. Wear a skirt and, and high heels. Yes. Yeah, wear yeah, high heels because I like high heels. Yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Kimball meets Bateman for lunch and tells him he is not under suspicion for in Alan's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Detective Kindle Kimball interviews Bateman again, and while Kimball harbors his own doubts of Bateman, he reveals that a colleague of Bateman's claims to have spotted Paul Allen in London. Yes. Calling into question the entire investigation. 
Mm-hmm. Bimini is initially relieved by the news, but is perturbed and begins to doubt himself. Because mm-hmm. he's the one who kind of set him up to go to London. Exactly. He calls his, I'm assuming it's his wife or girlfriend or something, Meredith. And No, he leaves a message on his answering machine. Yeah, as Paul Allen. Yeah. Yeah, but he calls Meredith. He's like, hey... Oh, I thought he just sets. I thought he just sets his entry machine. Oh, maybe to that. I'm not I, sure. I can't come it, regardless. Phone, he I can't come um, the phone going to London. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. So he tries does. to cover his tracks. Yes, and that's not. That's it's kind of smart. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the keys, goes to his place, makes it look like he packed and left. Yeah. And left a voicemail on his answer machine saying, yeah. "Hey, if you can't go hold me, I'm in London for a few days on business. Yeah. So and so, if you get this message, um." Cancel my plans. Totally. Yeah. Like he's planning ahead. I'm like, right. that's smart. And um, this is like, I haven't read the th- trivia or anything or read about the movie in a while, but um, him and William Dufoe meet three times. And one yes. time it's, he's very suspicious of him. One time he doesn't think he did it. And the other time he's like on the fence. Yes. And it's, you can really tell when you watch it back and you're like, yeah. You know, Be- because that happens, you know, the flip flop back and forth. Yep. But yeah. It's a good, I like that direction. Right. I like that. Because it kind of keeps you on your toes as well. Yeah. Icky's getting comfy. Going yeah. The snoozes. Uh, anarchy is already out. Yeah. She's twitching. She's having a heck of a good dream. Yeah. Maybe, she, maybe she's <laughs> so listening to uh, Genesis and, and, and killing someone with her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and a big scratch. <laughs> big I heard you stretch. talking about me. You keep your name out of my mouth. Stupid. <laughs> Bateman returns to the spot he met Christy and asks her to come with him. At first, she is hesitant to join him again, as her previous injuries brought her to the ER and might require surgery. Yes. She is eventually coerced to join Bateman after he offers large sums of cash and promises to behave nicer. Yes. Bateman brings her to Alan's apartment, where he drugs her acquaint- his acquaintance, Elizabeth, before having sex with her and Christy. Mm-hmm. After Bateman kills Elizabeth during the act, Christy runs, yes. discovering multiple female corpses as she searches for an exit. A naked Bateman chases her and drops a chainsaw on her as she flees down a staircase, killing her. Yes, and this is another iconic scene from this, that yes. when people hear American Psycho, they think about the chainsaw scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure he got that because you see before he's watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Exactly. While a foreshadowing. Doing, while doing sit-ups. Yep. Interesting. Yes. Bateman breaks off his engagement with Evelyn <clears throat> in a very interesting <laughs> way. Well, they don't even really like each other. It's no. just like a like a convenience thing. You know, their parents just wanted them to be together because it's, you know, they're both pretty. Basically, you, you hardly see them, you know, interact, even have yes. sex. Yeah. He is uh, cheating on her with his friend's girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. And he, and he assumed, or he believes that she's cheating on him with that girlfriend. With Justin Theroux. Yes. Yeah. It, it's yeah. a it's a convoluted mess. Totally. It, it, you know, whatever. That night, he uses an ATM. He sees a cat, and the ATM displays the text, <laughs> feed me a stray cat. Yes. When he prepares to shoot the cat, a woman confronts him, so he shoots her. Mm-hmm. The cat gets away. Yes. A police chase ensues, when, but Bateman shoots and kills the cops and blows up a police car. He's shooting, like, security guards and everything. Like, he's just shooting everybody. And, like, he's shooting the, the car and it blows up. Yes. And he looks at the gun like, did that really happen? Yes. Yep. So, what's going on here? Exactly. Um... Fleeing to his office, Bateman enters the wrong building, where he is greeted by as Mr. Smith before murdering a security guard and a janitor. In an office he believes is his, a police helicopter shines a light on Bateman. He hides and calls his lawyer, Harold Carnes, mm-hmm. and frantically leaves a confession, stating he has killed between 20 and 40 people. Yes. Yep. And the descriptions he's giving didn't happen. Mm-hmm. They happened in the book, but not what we've seen in the film. Right. The following morning, Bateman visits Alan's apartment to clean up Alan's remains, but it is vacant and for sale. Mm-hmm. He pretends to be a potential buyer, but the realtor tricks Bateman into revealing that he is not there to buy the apartment. No, she says, oh, did you see this in the Times? And he's like, 
people. Yeah, of course, the times. And she's like, this wasn't in the times. You need to leave. <laughs> yeah. She then cryptically tells him that the apartment does not belong to Paul Allen before ordering him to leave. Mm-hmm. See, I thought that the lawyer cleaned everything up and, you know, because... Listed it, yeah. Yeah. But, no. I nope. don't think he did. Nope. This Bateman is just in, his hu- in a huge delusion. Mm-hmm. As I'm starting to, you know, I'm slowly starting to you know, figure out. Yep. Defector, no, Defector. Detective <laughs> Kimball meets with Bateman for a third time. Although Bateman is terrified he will be found out, Kimball assures him that several witnesses saw Alan in London. Mm-hmm. And Kimball tells Bateman that Alan probably just skipped town on vacation for a few weeks. Yeah. While Bateman goes to meet with his colleagues for lunch, a horrified Jean finds detailed drawings of murder and mutilation in Bateman's office journal. Yes. He's very, very graphic. Yes. Drawings. Yeah. Bateman sees Carnes at the restaurant, restaurant and mentions the phone message he left the the prior evening. Carnes mistakes Bateman for another colleague and yep. laughs off the phone confession as a joke. Yeah, he's like, huh, you thought Patrick Bateman could do that? He's a pussy. Like, yeah. he would never. And he's like, listen. <laughs> Bateman desperately clarifies who he is yes. and, t- and again confesses the murders. But Carnes rebukes it as impossible as he recently had dinner with Alan in London. Yes. A confused and exhausted Bateman returns to his friends where they briefly muse on whether Ronald Reagan is a harmless old man or a hidden psychopath. Yes. Before discussing their dinner reservations yet again. Left with the possibility that his crimes will never be discovered or that they are all imaginary, mm-hmm. Bateman's voiceover narration reveals his realization that he will escape the punishment he secretly desires mm-hmm. and that there has been no catharsis. Yep. This confession has meant nothing. Mm-hmm. The end. Woo! Woof is Heavy. right. Like Heavy. It is just a... <coughs> there's mind fucks. Yep. And then there's this, which is yeah. also like... This is in Lorraine, or in the ballpark of um, Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The lighthouse we saw. Yeah. Like, you're not sure what happens. Happens, yeah. You know, what... And we it, only get one perspective. Yes. What is so we don't here? know. What is reality here? Um, obviously, you know, his character, Bateman, is just... He's a psychopath. Yes. And the book that Gene finds and reads through proves it. Mm-hmm. But did anything happen? Did exactly. he kill those people? Did he kill the um, the prostitutes? Mm-hmm. Has he been with prostitutes? Yeah. He's just all one big fancy in his messed up head. We see him taking drugs. Yeah. Like, oh, not, yeah. Not drugs, drugs, but like prescription prescriptions. Yeah. For his problems. Yeah. So. Yeah. So wow. who knows? And, and, you know, this brings me back to the movie I told you about Voices with yeah. Ron Reynolds, where he um, he's a very problem, like he's very, you know, he has big issues. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to take his medication to work with it, to help mm-hmm. it out, but he doesn't. And his dog talks to him, who's his just buddy. His cat talks to him, who's very, um, um, not threatening, but confrontational. Yeah. And uh, there's a girl at work he likes. He ends up killing her. There's a um, another girl who likes him. He kills her because she finds the severed head. Oh, who talks? Who talks to his character? Yeah. It's a. We should throw it on our list here. It's a great movie. Hmm. It is we really good. It, it is really, list. really good. Uh, very, <laughs> you know, weird. Yeah. But well, we we like weird around these parts. Yes, it's a it's a great movie. I thought it's a great. Yeah. Run role plays psycho and crazy quite well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it, this is a great movie. Yeah. Well, this, what would you rate it? You know what? Three and a half. Three That's and exactly five. where I'm I at want, too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give it more. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's as a horror movie. It's not a real-ish horror movie. Mm. There's nothing scary about it. There's disturbing, mm. which is again that's a horror. It's yeah, a horror it's more of a thriller, I think. If yes. you wanted yes. to label it, which is under technically under the umbrella of horror, but more loosely based. Yes. Yeah, but you like know. there is death. There is murder. It is a serial killer. You know what yes. I mean. Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, 3.5, I yeah. think, is great. Um, where it loses points for me is um, how some people have, like, like I kind of talked about in Talking Chop, have glommed onto it as, like, 
like you know a way to live their life like yes. oh executive i want to live like that yeah he's got the he's got me oh i'm like so deep and like so damaged inside but like <laughs> it's like okay whatever <laughs> yeah it's just one of those kind of movies but i liked it the music unreal. oh i was gonna get into that so good any movie with 80s music is right? beautiful Ugh. love it love and how he talks about the music like just be like you know He's not wrong. Nope. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. He goes on a big tangent about Whitney Houston as well in one scene. And it's good. I missed that. I, I must have either kind of caught up in just visually yep. or maybe looking at my phone trivia. But um, <laughs> No, it's good. He That's his thing is he loves to talk about music. Yes. Trivia or music. Well, I guess it is music it's trivia. It's trivia. Yeah. It and is. it's it's interesting, you know, just such a contrast to what he's doing usually. Because when he does it is right before he's going to, like, murder somebody, really. Yes. yes. So. And also how he wants, you know, it always be about him. Yeah. You know, ask, me, ask me what I do. He's telling me over the women, ask me what I do. Yeah. Ask me, ask me a question. Yeah. Do you. At the you, club. Yeah. He's asking, you know, ask me a question. Well. What do you do? He's like, well, I'm into... Um, murder and execution. Murder and execution. It's like, oh. Oh, mergers and acquisitions? Isn't that, that sounds... Isn't that boring? Yeah. I'm thinking... Okay. <laughs> but this is the thing where he constantly drops hints because he wants to be caught. Yes. He, he wa- wants to be questioned. He wants to be exciting. Yes. Because he's not. He really he's isn't. just like everybody else. Yep. Yeah. Nope. I would give it a 3.5 as well. I... Yep. Yeah. Good movie. It's Good got a watch. Great, great cast. Yep. Good uh, it, it, it's it's yep. focused fully on Christian Bale. Yep. Uh, and those around him kind of they're very they don't have a very, very big roles at all. Nope. Like uh, uh his his fiance played yeah, by Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. She's she's in it, but she's barely in barely. it. Barely. She's in but, like two or three scenes. But, but very her scene, fleeting. but her again, because she's a great actress, her scenes they stand out. Yeah. Same. And she just plays like a vapid blonde yeah, who like all she can worry about is marrying the right yes. person. And cause it's all, she doesn't her even status. really like him. It's all about her stuff. Yes, exactly. And like what will people think? Yes. Yeah. And, and again, William Dafoe, great job. Mm-hmm. Kills in this movie. Amazing. Yeah. He kills in every movie. He does. And he kills people in other movies too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. This, this is, uh, for all the, um, the, the talk it got and uh, everything else you know, brought up about this movie, mm-hmm. it deserves it. Yeah, I agree. It, it was all um, legit. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how about Ichabod's Kill of the Flick? Oh, that's definitely Paul Allen's death. Yes. With the, uh, the axe to the mm-hmm. head. Oh, and you don't even see it, but you just hear the crunch and he just falls to the floor. And the lead up to it is so yes. good. He's just literally walking around his apartment. Yeah. Like, he tapes newspaper to the ground. And Paul Allen's like, this is weird. Why'd you have the style section all over the ground? You got a dog, one of those kind of stupid looking yeah. breeds. Chows. And he's, and yeah, he's like, ha, ha, ha. And the way he's talking during this, he's yeah. so excited yeah and he's like dancing around yes he's so oh. he's, he's getting kind of himself so pumped up for this murder he's gonna do and he's so excited to do it and, and get this over with and yes. have the release after killing him yes. because he has he's better in the uh social standard than him exactly and uh he's walking around he you know gets the the, the axe out leans against the wall mm-hmm. walks around it more does this you know monks with that and all the while he's so exuberant talking about the music yes um it's just it's a beautiful scene yes it is I really interesting uh yes. comparing like it's almost similar to what we talked about last week with, with us, us i was just the, thinking the, the ballet same thing. fight yeah it's just beautiful yeah and the dance. contrast of like you know they're talking about this horrible thing while dancing yeah and it's sort of the same thing like he's talking about music while preparing to murder somebody yeah and that contrast just makes it so much more like gruesome almost because it's such a disconnect like yes. he's not thinking about i'm taking somebody's life i'm snuffing out somebody's son you know yeah and like again shows great the amazing active christian bale mm-hmm. the facials yes the look of pure joy as he brings that axe down yes of glee Ugh. like he is like he's so happy to be doing this mm-hmm. act horrible act because it'll make him 
better. It'll yep. make him, you know, more. One less up. person he has to compete with. Yes. Yeah. One less person in his eyes above him in quotations yes. that he has to compete with. And mm-hmm. it's not just one swing. Like he, because he, the guy turned. Paul sees it coming. He gets it to the face. Yep. He goes down. Yep. He kind of walks around a bit and he finishes him off. He yep. decapitates the head, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Sits down in the chair, takes off his uh, raincoat, his cool yep. raincoat, and gets comfy and has a smoke. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Just chills out. Yep. Scary, like, weird scene. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like after sex. It's smoke yes. after sex. Yep. So it, it's mm-hmm. awesome. It, yes. And, and, and I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm not promoting violence or anything at all, <laughs> but just how it's been portrayed and filmed yes. was very, very well done. Very emotional. Yes. And yeah. Ooh, so good. Yes. yes. Yay! And that was American Psycho. That was American Psycho. We did it. Yes. Yay! And next week, we're watching Overlord. Yes. yes. Zombie. Back to the zombies. Jambies! I haven't seen all of this movie. I've only seen clips, I believe. Perfect. Oh, both of us haven't seen it. We haven't done that in a while. Nope, that's a new oh, one. It's since Psycho Gorman. Oh, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, Oh, and take I've me heard, back to my COD days. And I've heard good things about Overlord. I've heard good things about I've it I've heard as well. there's a sequel that was not as good. Yeah, I've but, also heard that. <laughs> as sequels do most of the as, time. As they do. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, me too. I'm, I'm going to see this. is going to be good. Yeah, we're going to have fun. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us this week. This episode was brought to you by our executive producer, Ichabod, and our head of talent relations, Anarchy. We hope you enjoyed your orgasm as much as we did. Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe. Also, look on, like and follow us on Facebook <laughs> at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, Twitter at Gasm Whore, YouTube at the Horgasm Podcast, and Twitch at Horgasm Games. If you have a movie you'd like us to review, this is the best way to let us know. We hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you. Like Horgasms for this day.